This week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast is sponsored by Pure Creative Apparel. From logo design to specialty clothing to branded merchandise, the team at Pure Creative Apparel can take your ideas and bring them to life. You can find out more at purecreativeapparel.com. And we thank Pure Creative Apparel for sponsoring this week's show. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Runny Drink Podcast. Of course, I am Amy. And I am Dana, your intrepid uh, field reporter. A field reporter? Well, from last week's episode. Is that what you're calling yourself now? I could call myself uh, foreign correspondent. Except, no. No, domestic yeah. correspondent. Domestic, because yeah. we, we have not gone international yet. Not yet. No. It's coming. Yes. So, this was another week off the road it was another week off the road and uh but a very productive week nonetheless oh yes because we've made some decisions we've made some decisions we have uh, got some training running in ourselves oh, we, did. we did yeah i did hey you did the fast and the furriest but then you know i did on monday i did a 5k when i was off yeah yeah in the neighborhood it wasn't as cute with the dogs well, I, you could always take our dogs with you. Well, that's true. But you do that. I so. do. Yeah. They're good for about 5K. We've got, um, if you've seen the pictures on our social media feed, we've got a couple of adorable uh, rescues. Um, one is a 90-pound American Staffordshire Terrier. The Buck. other is about a 50-pound Patterdale Terrier Yellow Lab mix. And Danny, and she's named after one of our favorite characters from Game of Thrones. Daenerys Targaryen. Yeah. Which, by the way, what a, uh, oh, what a I, return to excellence as far as the guys uh, on HBO. So, yeah, so listen, the only thing that I'm upset about is because there were rumors that the episodes for this season, since it was a short season, they would be 90 minutes. I keep hearing that the, that that's coming, but it starts at like episode three. Whatever. They need to all be 90 minutes. It's the last episode. Well, I got to get as much of Daenerys and Jon Snow and the battles and all of that. And maybe a Game of Thrones themed race out there, HBO, and oh somebody God. get on it and partner somebody, with them. Somebody out there has got to, maybe there's a, is there a virtual that we've seen? I'm sure there's a virtual for that because there's a virtual for everything. everything. If you yeah. look around. Yeah. So, yeah. If you listened to our beer chat on the premiere night, then you know that we. Over on Instagram. Yeah, that we, we did a, a live beer chat on Instagram and we tried some of the beers that are Game of Thrones themed by Omegong and... And some, some spirits by Johnny Walker. Oh, the White Walker. Mm -mm -mm. And a mead. And a mead from Bee Nectar. So um, that's really mm -mm. good stuff. I think it's still Dragons up. Dragons are real. Yeah, I think so. So you can still see it over on our Instagram mm -hmm. channel. Yeah. But as far as the running goes, um, you got your 5K training run in. Yes. I've done a couple of 5K training runs mm -hmm. um, since then just to yes. keep the mileage up. Yes. Um, 
I've Ro- been battling a bit of the funk going around at work. So yeah, I, I've got the sniffles. Amy's got the sniffles yeah. and then congestion and not mm-hmm. body aches and chills. But she's enjoying some podcasting juice, courtesy of Old Forester. Old Forester mixed with some hot tea yes. and lemon and mm-hmm. uh, sweetener. So a classic hot toddy. A toddy for it's, medicinal purposes. It's medicinal. It's medicinal. While we discuss our future. Once I get rid of this funk and we get back to training and our upcoming training season, because typically we don't typically we don't do longer races in the summer months, even though we do longer training runs to get ready for premier racing season. Yeah, down here in Florida, we get so much heat and humidity and rain. Uh, the yeah. rain is really oh. a big problem for us because it's not just rain, it's thunder and lightning. We actually have really dangerous yeah. thunderstorms here on a daily basis. Can't do that. And like, you hear it's lightning de- detectors going off in the distance. Yeah, it's and, not good. You know, schools function shut down and kids get pulled inside because they've had kids get hit by lightning here. It's not safe. It's every year safe. you hear about it. So. Yeah. so what we end up doing is a lot of the um, local and f- within a, a day's drive, 5Ks here in Florida. Or a very early morning training runs. And then knock our training runs out. Yeah, early, or, early morning. Or late at night after that rain has subsided. And then you just have to fight with mosquitoes, which are almost Ugh. as dangerous. Yes, where the... Where the what um the sunscreen with the mosquito repellent built in bullfrog or they're not a sponsor but if they'd like to be whatever hey, hey bullfrog come talk yeah. to us yeah we love it we love it i so. swear by that stuff and that's mm-hmm. not a paid sponsorship no i think it's awesome and it has done us very well through the hotter may june july mm-hmm. august race months race training months yeah, basically a third of the year here mm-hmm. in florida is like running in a swamp yeah, but we do we do those we do a, f- a lot of five Ks during the summer the training mm. runs we try to knock out early or late and we still end up climbing into the higher mileage because typically what we have done for the last several years is our our first major uh, half <laughs> marathon was always in the winter time yeah and you'd start training in July late for that. fall early winter yeah so. Now that we're doing year-round runs, we really don't have a, a down, a real down period. This is a more down period, but yeah. we're not going to really be shelving the, the running shoes at any point this year. No. No. If we have to do it, we can do some things on the treadmill. Oh, the treadmill. But our friends in the north, they will do the treadmill to avoid freezing temperatures. We avoid... The high humidity and the thunderstorms. Yeah, and so. I I think it sucks either way. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, <laughs> you pick your challenge, you pick your battle. So I, I I cannot imagine running in some of the temperatures I see you guys running in. Yeah, it's amazing to me that you would get out there when it's that cold. I yeah. I really laugh all you want. If you live here in Florida for any length of time, you acclimate to the weather and you find that you get colder at higher temperatures. So it is not uncommon down here to see people in light sweaters, heavy sweaters, or (laughs) or even puffy jackets when it gets down to 60 degrees or below. Yeah. But we're, 
We're we're heading into the season of higher temperatures. Oh, we're, storms, we're pushing ninety degrees already, and it's yeah. only April. We're, we're recording on April sixteenth, and mm-hmm. we're actually releasing tonight as well. We're we're a, a one day behind just because Amy was fighting that funk yesterday. Oh, Lord, and still, and still. Well, we're getting better. But as part of that that um, summer series that we are doing for our training, we've mm-hmm. got a couple of announcements to make. Yes. So we are going to be incorporating some of these training runs. Instead of just telling you about us running in our neighborhood or yeah. in the local park, we've got some stuff coming up. Well, last summer, Run Disney did it right, and I think they aligned with the release of their uh, The Incredibles 2 mm-hmm. and their race series that we featured on the podcast. That It was all about the different characters from that movie. Yes. This year... And by the way, those medals, <sighs> if, if you haven't seen them, um, go back on our, our website yeah. at runeatdrink.net and just type in Incredibles. We've got the photos up there. Those medals are mm-hmm. awesome. They are just as good in terms of the quality, mm-hmm. the heft, as any medal that you get from one of the run Disney races that you would actually go and attend. In Orlando. In Orlando or, or the ones they used to do in California. Bring them back. Hint, hint. Yes. Because we used to do oh, Marvel-themed races in Disneyland. And Star Wars. And... That is why the virtual series this summer is so exciting to us. Yes. I could not help but hit register the moment that registration opened. And because it is Marvel-themed. And if we had the rights, we would be playing the Avengers theme in the background. I can hear it in my head. Yeah, if you've got the Avengers theme on your your MP3 player, just after the show. Yeah, just play play a little bit. It's great. Yeah, from the soundtrack because they are Marvel-themed and they're celebrating 80 years of Marvel. How fantastic is that? Oh, Such yes. an American institution and comic books transcend, um, really they transcend everything in terms of race, gender, creed, anything. I mean, there's, there's characters for everyone who is looking for somebody with whom they can identify. And Marvel has captured the imagination of kids for 80 years. They teach life lessons. They do. Yeah. It's modern mythology. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And the movies are pretty good too. Oh, so we just recently had the release of Captain Marvel. Yep. And that is the first 5k in june of this disney run disney virtual race series yeah so they they do a 5k virtual race each month mm-hmm. and you're responsible for running something you know whether it's a training run that's a 5k or maybe it's a local race or something around florida we'll we'll do 5k each month to complete this virtual race series yeah and that's a uh, we like these because it gives you an opportunity to reward yourself for doing a training run that you mm-hmm. might have to do anyway. You know, right. I, like I talked about last week, you know, I was going to go do that 5K anyway. I might as well get a finisher's medal and a T-shirt. It's well, adorable. I'm going to do these 5K training runs mm-hmm. anyhow. I may as well get some pretty awesome bling. Oh, and, and so Captain Marvel in June and in July, it's oh my goodness. 
the one that started it all? Well, there's some argument there. It, really? Well, Why? some people would argue. Well, you go ahead and announce it, and then we'll discuss it. Iron argument. Man. Yeah, it's Iron Man. Yeah. But some people say that that's not the first of the MCU movies. It was actually the Hulk with... Um, um, oh, okay, so let's just say that it started their success. Their, yes. Their universal, their global success. I, I would agree with that. Okay. Because, yes, I love the Hulk. I watched The Incredible Hulk with Lou Ferrigno as a kid. I had the sleeping bag. I was... We've seen all the oh. Hulk stuff, including Eric Bana mm-hmm. version. And yeah, what's his name? Edward Norton. Ed Norton, yeah. which is technically the first one. Okay. But really what, what captured Kick- their rise and kicked off their success was Robert Downey Jr. and the Iron Man. Yeah, he is Iron Man. Oh, gosh. Oh, my God. So, so that's July. That's July. Yeah, and that's a big one. So, you know, yeah. And then August is Black Panther. Wakanda Forever. Mm. And that was a really, I liked that story. Oh. <laughs> a lot. It, it had so much appeal across, I mean, talk about something that appealed to everybody. And, I mean, it was a considered a, a really important movie in terms of representation in superhero movies, mm. although there's an argument to be made for Wesley Snipes uh, during uh, the Blade trilogy. Uh, yeah. Because technically Blade is actually a Marvel superhero, but was always considered kind of a, a lesser, uh, less popular um, I guess B or C list. Yeah. He elevated that character, but that really wasn't part of the, the greater MCU. So... But this, this movie, yeah, I mean, box office success, mm-hmm. fun story, yeah, and sets up so much uh, for what's coming because what everything coming. really ties into Wakanda in some ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he had a big role in uh, the last Avengers movie. Oh yeah, yeah. And so. also, he was he was a great. Um, I don't know if you call him an antagonist, but man, he wasn't going to let Bucky go during Civil War. Ugh. So uh, he, he was a certain source of uh, of conflict in yeah. Civil War. And folks, so. by the way, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen any of these Marvel movies. Um, <laughs> it's a little too late. It's a little that. late now. It's a little late. You talked about it. <laughs> Jump on the cultural train and, and come along with us. The ride's fun. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, so that, those three. Oh, yes. Medals. They've, yes. They've re- uh, Disney's released photos. Yes, they have, and I didn't know, you know, I mean, they're out there all over on Twitter and Instagram and on RunDisney.com. They look great. They're, it's, I can't wait to get them and take pictures of our own and show them off. I agree. Yeah, because you get, for doing the entire race series, you get the Marvel 80-year bonus medal. So wait a minute, hold on. You're telling me that we're going to run three races. Uh Uh-huh but get four medals. Yes. It's like a challenge weekend. It is. Except for we can space it out over the period of three months. That's fantastic. (laughs) But we'll have to have like a big celebration because, you know, I, I can't tell you that Marvel, they do it right. Black Widow is one of my favorites. I can't wait for her movie. I and the last <sighs> half marathon they did in California was, was Black a Widow. Black Widow medal, which oh. is probably, truthfully, one of the best medals they've done. Well, it was gorgeous in California. They still owe us three Infinity Stones. Absolutely. Yeah, they need to pony up and get there. Yeah, yeah I'll say shut up, take yeah. my money. We're, we're going. We're going. Yes, yeah, it doesn't matter. 
So we'll have to do something big for that bonus medal once we complete all the 5Ks. Now, last year we were doing some of these at Disney. Yes. Something tells me we may find our way back up there to not only do the race, but bring you all some food and some drink from whether it's whether it's the parks proper mm. or Disney Springs. Mm, very good choices there. And there's also some amazing food seen in the greater Orlando, Orlando area. Yeah, anyway. I mean, you can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. Everybody assumes oh, Orlando is synonymous with Disney. Orlando's a huge metropolitan area with a lot there's to offer. There's a lot. No, yeah. not, nothing's wrong with Disney. Oh, I love it. But if you also want to escape and get away from the mm-hmm. House of Mouse, there's plenty to do Yeah, that has nothing to do with the parks. Oh, so... I, I think you're right. I think it is time for us to decide to renew our annual passes. Oh, that was an expensive uh, pot. This is going to be an expensive podcast, I can tell. Yeah. Oh. It's all, it's, we have to bring it to everyone who's listening. Well, it's, it, okay, so what you're saying is we're going to make the sacrifice yeah. for the listeners. We're going to take one for our team. We're doing it for you guys. We're doing it for you. Okay. Yeah, someone's got to do it. So stay tuned for all of that goodness. Yeah, that's coming up over the next three months, starting mm-hmm. next month. June, well, next next month is May. We have one on the books oh. that won't technically count as part of that 5K. That's right. I'm getting ahead of ourselves. The Tampa Beer Run. We are going back to where it all began. It is. We are coming up on the second anniversary of our podcast. That is hard to believe. I just, yeah. <laughs> And the very first race we did was the Tampa Beer Run, and it, I, we had to go back and do it. It's such a neat little event. Um, yeah. They host this every year, or the last couple of years, they host this at Al Lopez Park. It's the which same place. is right around the corner from Tampa Bay Stadium. Yeah. It is an enclosed course. It's mm-hmm. under, for, a good portions of it are under shade canopy. Yes. Now, it's still hot. Of course. It's still humid, but you I would do give have you, shade. I would, say, I would give you my full thoughts on how hot it is, but I don't want an explicit tag. No, he's going to skip that for now. But, um, you know, it's it, it's a great course. It's a lot of fun along the course because every three quarters of a mile, you get a two-ounce pour of uh, various local beers. Yeah, and that's exciting because we get introduced to beers that we wouldn't have otherwise tried usually. No, um, absolutely not. Or known I, about. Sometimes they're unknown. I don't know. Um, we got introduced to Coppertail, I believe, at that race. We did. Uh, the brewery. Yeah. And their Unholy Triple yes. was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and their Free Dive IPA. We did. They had two beer had stops two the beer first stops. time that we went. And uh, those are two that I I might have tried the Triple if I had seen it, but I had never been exposed to Coppertail Brewing. Right. Part of that. Right. And Funky Buddha... Um, had one the first time we were out there we had seen their stuff before but we really got i think we really got exposed to them um probably nice guys pizza but that was really our first time Mm -hmm. trying them and then that prompted us when we went to run the was it the levis jcc Mm -hmm. race over in west palm beach we got a chance to actually go to funky run sweat and beers i think it was called and that that was great and of course wave maker yep how can we forget? That's Big Storm Brewing, and they're Storm. out of Tampa. Yeah, and we can go 
locally here in Cape Coral. So that, I mean, I'm excited to see what beers they're going to have at the beer stops on the course and to support a great cause as well. It is. That supports, um, oh, what's the name of the charity? I know what they do. Oh, hang on. Hold on. They do reconstructive surgery for breast cancer survivors who have had to have um, surgeries. Yeah. Um, so they do breast reconstruction. My hope chest. Yeah, my hope chest. I my couldn't think chest. of them. Yes. And I just wanted to get it right. What a great organization. And if we hopefully can get a, a quieter interview this year well, um, to feature them. There's the, the And I say that because at the end of the Tampa Beer Run, you do there's those. There's a party. Oh, my gosh. Um, you, know, you get those beer stops along the way. But at the end, you have the big party with mm-hmm. food trucks and, and tents set up. And they have a DJ out there, and they're just rocking the park for a good hour and a half afterwards. Yeah, so we'll see if we can chat with some of the people from My Hope Chest. Hopefully we get some good noise-canceling microphones, and we can get that so you can hear it really well. Because it's a great organization, and and they've got a couple of races that they do. They do that one. They do a glow walk, like a some kind of glow walk around the Tampa River Walk. Yeah. Yeah. And we might need to look into that one this year, too. But that's a spring race. I think that's a spring race, and I think it's near Eulalie. Another reason to go back. Or or Columbia, or something on the Riverwalk. Like yeah. that's, that's awesome. So we can't help but, as we celebrate the second anniversary of our podcast, go back to where it all began. So it is going to be a repeat of the race. Yeah. We are going to bring you some new food and beverage. Yes, and I'm sure that their beer stops are going to be new and different as well. Uh, and if they're not, that's okay. Because the second time we did it, when we did their winter edition, when they tried it in the winter to see if they got some better temperatures, mm-hmm. then we got introduced to uh, what it, uh, like Motor Works, right? Yeah, so I th- I really think we're going to have some new and different beers to bring in addition to local food and beverage. And we can all and there's so much in terms of the food scene in Tampa that, and the uh, beer scene and the, and the beer scene or the, the cocktail scene, you know. Yeah, we're gonna have plenty to show. Yeah, and you. Know, but it, that's May. I'm, that's May. That's May. And uh, so June, June may be the time we go to Disney. I don't know. I'm not sure. To do our first of the uh, of the Disney series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's either going to be a, a local one or one where we go and explore Disney or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then July. I'm so excited about July. Let me tell you, because we're going to do the Hemingway 5K. It's a sunset run. It's an evening run. And one of the very first races we ever did was a run Disney wine and dine that was held at night. And we miss nighttime races. Yes. We haven't done a lot. We haven't had a chance to do a lot of them. So. Yeah. The, the, the weather is sometimes fickle. And so Disney has changed to primarily morning races. Actually, mm-hmm. all of them are morning races. But this one is a sunset race. And you could even do a paddleboard. But I think we're just going to stick with the 5K because I've never done paddleboarding before. That would not be the place the to place try to like it. try it, right. at, especially at night. I'm not sure. So the Hemingway so, 5K. Yeah, the Hemingway 5K in July is in Key West, a city we've been to. A city we've been to but, twice, but we have not covered 
anywhere near all of the food and beverage options for people traveling to the Keys. On Duval and off Duval, there are endless possibilities. It is a vacation mecca, a destination. And so there, there are some really great places that we we visited and we thought, oh, maybe we should come back here and feature this on the podcast. So and we're going to bring you some of those. Yeah, and some maybe some great cocktails or some great spirits in addition to beer. And a delicious spot for Cuban coffee. Oh, yum, I yum. Already, and she already knows where I'm, I'm talking I know. about. I know. We're going there. I know. We're going. So. Just wait and see and, in July. And that was, July is going to be a twofer for us. So we'll run the Hemingway 5K. We'll get whatever finisher medal and shirt they offer. Yeah. That will also earn us our Ironman medal for mm-hmm. the Disney series. So exciting. And then in August, we're also going to have a twofer. And this is the big announcement. I'm so excited. Well, we need to do a 5K. We need to do a 5K in August. But we are going to a place that we have not ever gone before. The podcast is going to the Great White North. Oh, we're going to go to the Anchorage Run Fest. In Anchorage, Alaska. Yay! Oh my gosh. I've never been to Alaska. Well, I hear there's lots of snow, although I don't think we're going to have it in August. So what it says is they're, they're maybe in the 50s and 60s during that period. The, the dead of their summer. Yeah. What does that tell you? I don't know. But whatever it is, it's going to be great weather, I think. You thrive in cold weather running. And I, Well, I think it's going to be great weather. And Jeff Galloway will be there. So we may get some time with uh, the man, the myth, the legend. We might. I don't know. He's really busy during that whole run fest. I mean, they have a one-mile race on Saturday, and then they have, on Sunday, you could do the 5K, the half, or the full. So there is a back-to-back challenge that we could consider. Well, we'll get those finer details ironed out, but so, we have we have yeah. settled on it. You're going to see the website updated so this excited. week that will reflect these races, but wait, there's more. Yay, yay, yay. In November, we are returning to where our race um, roots began first took hold even before the podcast and we are going to be running the disney wine and dine yay it's the two course challenge so that's the 10k saturday half marathon on sunday yes and of course it's the international food and wine festival at epcot and they usually make some changes from year to year over that so we're going to be bringing you food and beverage options as we eat and drink our way around the world at the world showcase stuff that we haven't tried and this is an event that brings hundreds of thousands of people to epcot every year yes and i hope some listeners of the podcast so that we can have a meetup oh that would be great i would love it and we'll talk a little bit more as we get closer to that about uh what our plans are going to be and and maybe coordinating that meetup yay yes which then takes us to December. December. And there was a lot of hubbub and a lot of rumor that Jeff was going to change. Jeff Galloway, our, our running coach, America's coach, was, gonna, uh, was going to change his race weekend. But in fact, he has opted to have it in December again. So we will go back to Atlanta in December 
for the Jeff Galloway 13.1 half marathon weekend. We will be entered in the double G so we can take part in Barb's 5K. Barb Galloway is Jeff's wife and his race on Sunday. So that'll be half marathon, or I'm sorry, 5K Saturday, Mm -hmm. half marathon Sunday. Yeah. And brand new food and drink options for people who are going to be venturing to the metro Atlanta area. So if we've got any other Galloway runners, again, we had the opportunity to meet up with a bunch of folks. Oh, we did. uh, Last from the extra mile from podcast the extra milers, and yeah. we want to try to meet up with them and with some of you guys if yes. you're not extra milers or you are we can't wait to find some spots to yeah. head out and explore accomplish explore and indulge with you. oh we can't wait so we can't wait love it there may be some additions to this schedule i think there will be i mean we're still kind of there are still some spots in there where we could have some races i think so and bring some running, eating, and drinking to the schedule. And we are still looking for another uh, shorter race in May. Uh, we got some travel coming up to Alabama. The yes. first, first weekend in May. So mm-hmm. we're looking for um, some race options mm-hmm. there. And we'll, uh, we may have something more to, to tell you about uh, when that gets a little bit closer too. We're looking. We'll so. see. Even if it's a virtual option, someplace cool there. Yeah. So. so even if it's, you know, finding yourself at maybe the uh, space center and, you know, that's his hint. That's my hint. Yeah. Cause I want, if I can't get, I, it's a work trip for me. She's getting to come <laughs> along. And if, uh, if I can't get out of my work trip to go, uh, check out all the space stuff because I'm a giant, uh, space nerd. I love watching science channel and space programs. Discovery. Um, yeah. Discovery channel and science channel are really all I need on my cable subscription. You need the history channel too. Oh, that too. Yeah. Cause aliens. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. But so the, anyway, that's, that's kind of the, the, high points or the big notes for uh-huh. some of the races that are coming up. We are going to have some other stuff to fill in. So that's coming. Yeah. But so that's it for the running. Yeah. But we did a bunch of planning. We got some training runs in. We did. We made some time to go get a bite. We did. And we explored a place that we have not been in downtown Fort Myers. Yes. King's Kitchen. And what a great little spot. Yeah. And their whole tagline is just comfort food with a with a K, actually, if you look at their website and their Instagram and it's it's a twist on comfort food and it's not just when you think about comfort food it's not just that you think about like fried chicken mashed potatoes macaroni and cheese you know all of those comforts that make you feel better when you're sick or that you think of in the holidays or think of growing up but from all corners of the globe and they were doing a neat twist on nachos that we both saw it and we both went, yeah oh we gotta have this oh yeah Yes, plantain nachos, not nacho chips, not tortilla chips, but plantain nachos with pulled pork, mojo pork, actually, uh, sour cream, pico. And when she says plantains, you're really talking about tostones, like, which tostones, is... Tostones, they flatten them. Yeah, green plantains, which are, they're like a banana. Yeah. It's kind of like the love child of a banana and a potato. It's a different consistency. It's like a harder consistency. Yeah. Yeah. So they're harder to peel, and then they they kind of mash them into a pancake type, like a big, um, like a silver dollar flat. Yeah, like almost like a cake. Yeah, 
And then they were topping these with the nacho stuff yeah. or nacho toppings, the mojo pork with that, you know, the spices and the, the lime the, and citrus. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. It was super tender. Awesome. But it's not, I, I loved it and I would order it again. And I highly recommend it. And again. And again. But it's not the crunch that you get with a tortilla chip. No. And it's not as salty. No. Uh, Tostones, if you've ever had them, they, they, if, you know, they're fried. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they've got that crispy exterior, but that kind of a creamy interior. It's, it's tender and soft on the inside, mm-hmm. you know? And these were perfect. Almost like the consistency of a tamale inside. You know, like the outer... A little firmer, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah like that. But then crisp on the outside, and it, it was it's just sweeter and yes. less salty. But still, it was a delicious dish. It was just unexpectedly different. And we split that. Mm-hmm. It was huge. And it was enormous. Yeah. We, had, we were full. We were yeah. satisfied. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I would order that again yeah. and again. And, and there were other things on the menu that I wanted to try. Like they have specials and they they had a lasagna that they had on the menu, but instead of pasta noodles, it's plantains. Oh, so I'm yeah, and I'm I'm just picturing this, you know, with sliced plantains and instead the of the noodles. And, yeah. So you would so, get kind of a Caribbean take mm-hmm. on a traditionally Italian dish mm-hmm. and how incredible that would be yeah and what a cute space it, it was it was i liked all the like the metal and corrugated metal yeah for act and uh reclaimed wood mm-hmm. was kind of the the main centerpieces for yeah. or design elements and they had a huge chalkboard with their happy hour and specials like they have tacos and we and th- they looked good tacos did look good we just we couldn't fit i know any more and <laughs> and you're going to post those photos on yeah. Instagram oh, yeah. and Facebook. Mm-hmm. So you'll get a chance to see what we're talking about. Check out the space. We'll, of course, have links to the oh yeah to the restaurant in the show notes. Mm-hmm. But um, if you're down in the southwest Florida area and you're cruising through Fort Myers, it's just outside of the downtown area. Absolutely worth stopping in. And what a convenient location that because uh, it's close to something else we're going to tell you about. Well, before we go on, I'm going to take a minute to tell you all about our friends at Pure Creative Apparel. Anybody can silkscreen a shirt. Look, we know it's true. I, I did it as a project in high school. But the team at Pure Creative Apparel is really much more than that. They will take you through the entire process to create your custom items right from the very beginning with the design of your artwork or company logo, then create mock-ups to show you what the finished product will look like and help you select just the right high-quality name brand clothing or other merchandise on which you're going to place your artwork or your logo, and then they'll get you your items fast. Or if you're not looking to get into the whole online sales thing and you don't want to worry about inventory, packaging, shipping, and all of that, Pure Creative Apparel has a complete e-commerce package available. So whether you're a school, church, or club needing just a few shirts for a special event or a company looking for a complete branding package, Pure Creative Apparel can help. Find out how by going to purecreativeapparel.com. And we really thank them for their support of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We went to Coastal Days Brewery, which was like a hop, skip, and a 
jump from King's Kitchen. You literally are walking distance and yeah. you're kind of like down in kind of neat little area. It's got little offices and um, a shopping center and all of that, but it's a, a, a tiny space that you, you might miss if you didn't know what you were looking for. Yeah, yeah. It has a nice outdoor patio and at, we parked in the parking lot and as we came in, we saw where they're brewing their beers and the owner actually stepped out and he said, hey, it's okay, you could park here. You know, because there were, there were warnings about, a, I guess, a parking lot over on the other side where the, the business locks the gates, wherever that is. Yeah, I guess they've had but a customer to park in the wrong lot and get locked, locked in. in. So, he, yeah. he, so he knew what we were looking at and he's like, no, 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 you're fine, come on in. And he and was so nice. What a nice guy. What a nice guy. His name was Gary. Um, he's a Navy veteran. Yes. And, um, you, and the whole place is, has got that kind of ocean theme. Yeah. Beach, ocean, nautical. Nautical. I mean, if you're, if you're again, coastal days, it's kind of in the name. Uh, but they, they did a great job with the artwork, whether it's the art Uh, in the bathrooms, the, the, the pieces they selected for the wall. Yeah. Kind of neat. They also have a projector TV, and they were uh-huh. showing, I think, a golf game at the time were, when we yeah. were there. But uh, great place to sit and relax. Mm-hmm. Dog friendly. Yeah, we came in and we saw, what was that an Australian Shepherd? Well, the, the, their brewery dog was an Australian Shepherd. Yeah. And then you had a, a patron there who had a big poodle. Oh, it was and so cute. I think there was a dog outside as well. Yeah, so adorable. So they're dog friendly. Their, their tables had like, legs that were bolted to the floor and that had rope all the way up them. Yeah. The, they, and that concrete. Was keeping that nautical theme with the, yeah. the rope. And then yeah. um, the tabletops and the bar were concrete. concrete. So kind of a neat uh, combination of that, of that nautical look mm-hmm. and kind of an austere um, design element that, you know, really easy to keep clean. The place was yeah. spotless. And they had huge sliding glass doors that opened up to their patio mm-hmm. where they could set up like a f- food trucks would come and set up. And I think the farmer's market was setting up as we were leaving. Farmer's market is a local food truck. Yeah. And yeah. They were setting up, they actually wheeled their smoker out there and mm-hmm. they were getting set up with a table for yeah. people to get their condiments and everything right there. Yeah. So th- that was really cool. I mean, it just, Seems like such a laid back kind of atmosphere. And they had, uh, for a place that's, um, the, the, the tap room was pretty good sized, uh-huh. but the overall, it's certainly not the largest brewery you've ever been to. No. And they have for a, a brewery that was kind of medium sized, I'd say. They have a lot of beer. They had on a lot, a lot of beers on tap that were their own. Yeah. I mean, they and had some they had, guest taps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like some ciders and things like that. And But uh, far and away, they had, I don't, I don't even remember what number, like up up towards 16 or... I think so. Something like that, that, that were all theirs. And it wasn't just all one style either. Oh, no. So it was a variety of amber, blonde, IPA, you know... Stouts. Stouts and... It, it just there could be something there for everyone, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. I got a flight. You can do a flight of what, four or six? Mm-hmm. Four or six? And we got six a piece, and, and some of ours overlapped. They did. Yeah. So we so, talked a little bit about the ones that, uh, that didn't overlap. And yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I had the Amber Jack. And I did too. You did too. So, I mean, I think that was one of my favorites because I'm a big fan of an amber ale mm-hmm. because it has a malty kind of flavor. It's not hoppy. It's not bitter. It's right in the middle of the ABV scale. Yeah, what so is it? A little five, over five? Just not, yeah, quite, not a little bit over five. And it, it was an amber color and just, it was delightful. Yeah. Easy drinking. Yeah, that they, they call that their American Amber Ale, and they use flaked rye to give it a little bit of bitterness. Mm, um, but not too much, though. Nope. Not too much bitterness. Just a little bit on the back of the tongue. Yeah. And a little little hint of the rye. It was really good. Yeah. Yeah. And you that had... That was a crossover we both yeah, did. Yeah, we, we both had that. And then you had one, the, the Bimini Blonde? I had you? the Bimini Blonde. That's their all-grain blonde ale. Um, it's a hazy gold ale with a pretty light body. A little bit of carbonation, uh, slightly hoppy, and actually kind of slightly tart, almost like a little bit of pineapple. Um, and you really didn't get any citrus or pine off of that. No. Uh, but really easy to drink. Yeah. I thought it was fantastic. I had the Wannabe Blonde, which is 4.4% ABV. Oh, I liked this one. And this one was really light, really crisp, like... It reminded me of Sand Loafer from Fort Myers Brewing Company. Super easy drinking. Mm-hmm. Great to have by the pool or if you're mowing the lawn. or Yeah. And I, I don't think I got any, like you got pineapple off that last one. Mm-hmm. I didn't really get that. It was it was just a really nice light body beer. The wannabe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Light and crisp. I, so. I would agree. Now yeah. you, you did the run aground brown. I did, I did, and and that. So did I. That what what did you think of that? Well, that's their Southern English style nut brown ale, mm-hmm. um, dark amber, uh, brown in color. Still had some light passing through it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was nutty, really smooth, and um, you yeah. know everything's you know they get that color by using toasted malt. So you got that that mm-hmm. toasted flavor. You know, mild natural carbonation, yeah. uh, really pleasant drinking, uh, not too heavy in, in terms of the body. That was yeah. my, my take on it. I liked it. I liked it. I thought it was lighter than some of the other darker beers that they had oh, in yeah. color. Oh, yeah. That we tried. Like I tried the uh, Pirate's Porter. Ooh. And that was 6.2 ABV. And it had like the dark chocolate flavors. In addition to all of that that you described from the run ground brown, it mm-hmm. was a little bit thicker. A little bit. Yeah. And like that, I, I don't know if it was cocoa, dark chocolate, but uh, I really liked it. It was a darker color than the run ground brown. That was almost, that had a, you could almost see through. Mm-hmm. But this one was darker. Yeah, I, I'm a stout porter fan mm-hmm. and that one is super easy drinking they're really we didn't find a beer there that that they didn't do very well right um but as you started climbing up that are going up in terms of darkness you also went up in terms of body and and gravity so oh yeah we, we both tried the booty barrel aged stout booty barrel aged stout so a little pirate theme there Arr. 
well, dark, slightly yeah. sweet. I thought it was was pretty boozy, but again, that's yeah. typical of a barrel aged, um, a lot of barrel aged beers because you get that flavor from the barrel, and you sometimes get extra ABV. And that was a partnership with a place from Tampa. Yeah, they were doing rye barrels, right? Rye whiskey barrels at Kazuba. I thought I don't know if I'm mispronouncing that, but Kazuba and Sons. Super cool. I yeah, and I thought that, that was great. And um, ABV I, on that one. That one was. I mean, I think it might have tasted higher, but it was a seven point seven. Seven point seven. That's pretty high. That yeah. means it probably went in the barrel at about a five, five point seven. And then it came out a couple because that's what we've been noticing as we go through these tours and things like that is that it'll start at a certain point and then go up a couple of percentage points. Mm-hmm. But it did. It did taste kind of boozy. Mm-hmm. But but I, not in I a bad like way. It, it was I very like good. It. Yeah. I would I would have a whole pint of that. Yeah. And, I would definitely have a whole pint of that. And then you'd be done. And then I would be done. <laughs> but I would not drive. No. I would Uber or Lyft. Exactly. As always. Or have a designated driver. <laughs> so yes. now I did another one of the Oh, you did I think you did this one too. Did you do this one? The hey, Nomo, talk about this one. This was called the Nomo Snow. Nomo Snow. N O M O S N O. Um, this is a spiced imperial stout. Um, and I my notes here basically say it's like Christmas in a glass. It is. Um, this had uh, a heavy body. It was very dark, no light passing through this. Um, and it was mildly carbonated, but it had Christmas spices added Cinnamon. to it during the, the brewing process. Cinnamon, nutmeg. And it was fantastic. Orange peel, all the things that I can think of that we would add to a mold wine. That's exactly, I, I, yeah. I, yeah, that's the best way to describe it. Yeah. Like a mold wine, but in a stout beer. Yeah. And we got it in a flight, but if you read the description on the website, they say that they serve the pint, or or they serve it when uh, when they serve it a full serving, mm-hmm. they do it rimmed with brown sugar and ginger snap crumbs, which would be the perfect presentation for this beer. Shut up, <laughs> right? Yeah, we in need fact, that. You could I mean, you could almost get away with a little squirt of um, of whipped cream on top of this one too. Oh yeah, it was really oh, good. Oh my goodness! Would you call that one a dessert beer? In the flight, without the without the rimmed brown sugar and things like that, I or whipped cream, like you said. Okay, I don't, if you put my whipped cream idea on it, that immediately turns it into a dessert. dessert beer. Yeah, but as served, would you as call that served dessert? in the flight? I think you could still have it with a meal. Okay. I think you could. Would you not? Depends on the meal. Yeah. If it it was, you know, turkey and gravy and all that. Yeah, like a holiday meal. meal, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. or ham at Christmas or something. I think you could. Yeah. So that's another one. We we had some stuff that, um, that overlapped. And then did you have another one? I, no. that, was that it? That takes us through number five. Number six for me was the Lenahan's Lighthouse Red. This is their Irish Red Ale, mm-hmm. which is mm, uh, six, and a, six and a half percent uh, ABV. And it was a very dark red, barely letting any light through. And this is just a really fantastic malty uh, red ale. I and, love those malts. And if you like a red ale, I mean, this is this is definitely the, the one for you. Yeah, that was really good. And that was a nice choice. And did you have any? That was that no. We overlapped on a lot. A lot. <laughs> okay. 
I guess we have to study our selections before we. Well, I try you know, them uh, next time. But we, we, had- we tend to gravitate towards that. But we also ended up trying oh. their. Um, they they had a couple of IPAs there that were. The best way I could describe them was not too piney and not too um, too bitter. And it was the Seize the Day IPA. It's not like Seize, not like Carpe Diem, but Seize, S-E-A-S. It's a play on words. Yes. And and we, we actually got a pint of this to split because yes. thanks to our, our friends over at Southern Swells for kind of turning <gasps> us on to these East Coast style IPAs, these hazy IPAs that that go more for the for the um, citrusy notes fruity um citrus hops and and yeah so we're we're not piney i don't know that i would call us hop heads just yet but i don't think we're hop heads but maybe our palates are expanding to at least these types of ipas yeah i don't if it's an ipa that includes a piney kind of hop a lot of a piney kind of hop ew no i'm not there yet I can't, that's a bridge too far for me right now. <laughs> but this was quite delightful that we split. It really was. If you like IPAs that are citrusy in their hops, mm-hmm. then you would like the Seize the Day IPA. And again, just a hazy, beautiful gold color. Yeah. And just very, very citrusy on its uh, on the palate. So mm-hmm. fantastic. Very nice. Very nice. So again, Coastal Days Brewing, downtown Fort Myers, mm-hmm. It, that's a place that you absolutely should check out. Yes, yes. And we we may have their owner and head brewer on an upcoming episode. Who knows? Absolutely. Yeah. So cheers to you for making some great beer. Yes. And what a great find. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was this week <gasps> in review. And we hope that we gave you guys some awesome options for food and beverage here in Southwest Florida if you're going to come down our way. Or if you're a local. Or if you're a local. Yeah. And if you are going to come down our way, give us a shout out. Yeah, We'd please. love to meet up. Yes. At message us on Instagram. We're at Run, Eat, Drink Podcast or Facebook. Run, Eat, Drink Pod. On Twitter. On Twitter. Yeah. Or, you know, you could send us a message on the website. We're runeatdrink.net. Yeah. Info at runeatdrink.net. Yes. Yes. And we continue to thank you for the ratings and reviews in iTunes. Those help us a lot. Yeah. It, that helps us get discovered. You have no idea. That's mm-hmm. so helpful. Very helpful. And thank you for continuing to listen as you run, as you commute to work, however you listen. We're glad that you're a part of our community that uh, accomplishes and explores and indulges right along with us. And we're looking forward to doing it more in the coming weeks. So we've got some great stuff coming up. But finally, um, just another uh, final thank you to the our friends at pure creative apparel. Yes. They're the ones responsible for all the awesome swag in our store. If you want to go over to the store and check it out, uh, pick up a t-shirt, pick mm-hmm. up a bar key or oh, it's so cool. something, uh, some really neat stuff, help support the show, help pay for some of these trips that we're going to be taking and help keep the lights on for us. Um, but the guys at, and, and gals at pure creative apparel have designed these, this merchandise for us. It's yeah. the highest quality stuff and we couldn't do it without them. So we couldn't. thank so. you. Pure creative apparel. Pam, Ariel, purecreativeapparel.com. Hit them up and they'll do you right. So 
with that, um, that brings us to the end of another episode. Yes. So we will talk to you next week. But for now, I'm Amy. And I'm Dana. Take care. Have a great run. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having a great second year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're at Run, Eat, Drink pod. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net so you can click on the iTunes link and subscribe so you won't miss a minute where we accomplish, explore, and indulge. Come along with us. See you next time.